Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 30. I'm your pal, Val. And with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you, sir? Doing well, Val. How are you? I'm doing good, Jason. What a great race Martinsville was. They called it the paperclip. It did not disappoint where it was a cutoff race to secure the final four for the championship or be eligible for the championship at Phoenix this coming weekend. So the last race of the year used to be held at Homestead. And so with NASCAR changing the schedule around and stuff like that, they've made the last race of the season Phoenix. So that's going to shake up some, uh, I guess, you know, some drivers were better at Homestead than say Phoenix, whatever. So, but it was great. Uh, we can start with the Xfinity first. We saw the final four being selected: uh, Chase Briscoe, Austin Cedric, Justin Allgaier, and Justin Haley. So these four will be eligible to win the championship in Phoenix. And for Phoenix, the starting lineups already been been selected or or been assigned. It it was set by qualifying procedure based on race finishes, points position, and fastest race lap. So Justin Allgaier will start from the pole for the Desert Diamonds Casino West Valley 200 NASCAR Xfinity Series race. I say that three times past. Uh, Chase Briscoe is second, followed by Austin Cedric and Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, Noah Gretzkin, Ross Chastain, uh, Brandon Jones, and one thing that I'm reading this what stands out is that that loss or that second place finish for Noah Graskin just the other week when Harrison Burton beat him out. Um, so he he kind of fell out of that uh, top four there, so or had a shot. And when when it comes to the cards for these guys now, Chase Briscoe is moving up to Stu with, to Stuart Harsh Racing next year in the Cup Series. Well, I think we talked about him before. He has cards in 2018, Austin Cedric, 2018, Justin Haley, 2018, and Justin Allgaier in 2009. So you can see, you know, these guys coming up, and here it is, 2020, and their cards are in 2018. Uh, what's interesting is Austin Cedric is a t- uh, Penske driver, so I, uh, Matt DiBenedetto is still in the Wood Brothers for 2021, but I would look at Austin Cedric to move up in 2022. Uh, Justin Allgaier, we talked about before, with his cards in 2009, he was in the lower series, went up to Cup for a few years and came back down. Uh, he's finished third in points in Xfinity in 2011, 2016, and 2017. So he, he when he does well, he does well. You know, still respectable. You think about how many guys are actually racing in the, in the finish in the top you know, top five is, is pretty impressive. I know it's kind of like the Super Bowl winner takes all kind of a thing. You know, it's still a very respectable feat. So, and I guess where I was going with, so Chase Briscoe has a path to Cup. Austin Cindric is has a path to Cup. And then Justin Haley. And one thing when I was doing the show nights, I totally kind of forgot is that he won a Cup race. He won the 2019 Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. If you remember that, that was one that was, like, rained out. He was leading. So Justin Haley's already got a, a, a cup win. But, you know, trying to be the prognosticator and see who uh, who has a good shot, I went back and looked at the 2019 and 2018 fall Phoenix races. So in 2018, Christopher Bell won that race, but uh, Austin Cedric came in third at that race. And then in 2019, last year, the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 200, just an all-guyer one, followed by Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, Austin Cedric came in sixth. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to play out. But I think, you know, as we talked about before, all these cards are relatively uh, inexpensive let me look up. But I think Chase Briscoe moving up to cup level, he's probably, if you're looking for somebody to follow. So if we go out to check my cards, it looks like some folks are already prospecting on him where they've got the 2019 optic. and But 
and they're still less than ten dollars a piece. First Prism, I think, is twenty nineteen. So the twenty eighteen, I believe, is certified, but still. So like, if you're looking for his Prism, uh, they're kind of crazy on the Prism. <laughs> Eighty dollars for a white sparkle. Stay away for that price. Again, I, I always say, if you, if you find them cheap, pick them up, but don't uh, be very careful or do your research. Don't you know, take mine or Jason's advice. You know, kind of do some of your own ho- homework. So it's kind of crazy how the colors and obviously there's serial numbering and that sort of thing in rarity, but it's crazy how some of these are cheap and some of them are super expensive. And I think we talked about it before, but kind of in my opinion, I feel like the more, more colors and more uniqueness would be the more expensive, which is not always the case because sometimes the regular silver prisms that just have that little bit of, rainbowy reflective refractor uh, characteristic are the most expensive because last time we did a show we talked about Briscoe and we talked about the prisms and I actually went and bought a couple red white and blues for under three bucks um, and it, they're the two ni- 2019 rookie card ones and then you're talking about other ones are eighty dollars you know so it's it's crazy how much of a differentiation there is yeah, I was going to say, um, when you were texting me about that, I actually had gone out to Beckett Marketplace and picked up some of the 2019 optic, uh, I want to say like the red and the blues, and they weren't very expensive. You know, it was a couple dollars each, and I think I picked up autographs too. I want to say they were like $8. So I was picking up, you know, Briscoe, because had we talked about it before, you know, about him going to Stuart Haas, uh, that's nothing new. That's happened, I guess, in the last month or whatever. So, but um, you know, you can get those prisms, and I always, you know, I always like the parallel prisms because they're still refractive. Because I, I, I want to say prism, but it's really prism, prism, or how you know. So, if that makes any sense, so you have your base, which is kind of that flat kind of finish, but every one of the parallels is a prism reflective parallel. So. Uh, you know, the silvers and if you do the red, white, and blue, the purples or whatever, you know, it has that reflective. So, and the one that I was saying that was 80 is the white sparkle. Now, those are not numbered and, you know, there's no, I guess it's anybody's guess what the print run really is for the white sparkle. We talked about this before with the Don Russ, uh, with those red mojos where you'll never know, but you know, I'm sure the speculation is that they're pretty low because those white sparkle packs are one of those Panini website deals where you have to be on and your computer has to be working in your favor that day and getting through all their uh, obstacles with their, you know, transaction process. So those things are, right, but- like you said, definitely tough to come by and not numbered. And it's a shame that they're not because you know that they're extremely limited. Yeah, I think if I remember right with the 2019, what they did was they gave those packs to the the folks who bought the cases or distributors and said, uh, you, I don't know if they were given two packs per box or one pack per box, but uh, folks were giving them out. Uh, if you bought a box, you got one pack of the White Sparkle. Now, I wish they would do something on the website, and I wish they would have done something this year, but – that's one of the things about NASCAR being one of the lower level sports. You know, we don't have day one runs and we don't have whatever first off the line or whatever. First you want to call them. Yeah. So we, we suffer there, but on the other side though, we don't have the run where everybody else is jumping in and buying up the product. Right. So, in the situation yeah. that we're in right now, not the, I was trying to, say it before you move the horn, but the situation we're in now where you're saying people are buying, you know, strictly to to flip and everybody's opinion on that is different, but the one thing I've noticed is the racing seems to be the stuff that's still left in the store, so that definitely is in a racing collector's favor right now because we're going to talk about it later, but I bought a blaster of Prism and I bought it, I think that was yesterday. So random Wednesday, I just walked into Walmart, and it was there. And everybody knows with what's going on now, 
you're lucky to get anything if you're not there when the vendor stocks. So there's the two different sides to it. Do you want them to be super collectible and hard to find, or do you want them to be a little bit more affordable and, you know, easy to grab whenever you're ready? Yeah, exactly. I think to be a collector, you need to show patience and be able to – I know it's harder to say than do, but walk away from stuff. I mean, the, so whoever's – so I'm looking at – checking my cards, and I'm looking at Chase Briscoe, and he they have a, somebody has a silver for $30. They have the white parallel sparkle prism for 80 There's only one of each. Uh, actually, if you look at all the 2019, there's only one of them. Uh, the, the purple, there are three purples, and there's 327 for the lowest one, 344, and 349. So where you have competition, that helps maintain a, I guess, a realistic price. And, you know, I've seen some of the NASCAR guys on the Nuts website or Net, Nuts Facebook page, you know, laughing at folks because somebody's got a one-on-one and they're pricing it like uh, – they have a uh, – think of whoever the hottest baseball player is right now, uh, you know, one-on-one. They've got, you know, $1,500 on that. And everybody's like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way anybody's paying for that. So I always say, you know, exercise patience. And, you know, if it looks too high or you don't, you know, whatever, or look at other alternative sources. We've talked about it before where – back at marketplace or sports lots, you know, some of this other stuff. So there's definitely um, other places to buy it than just checking my cards. And talking about stock, I went out to look at Panini's website because we they had a drop of Prism that first day and they sold out. But 2020 Donruss was on there and 2019 Victory Lane is out there. Um, now, Victory Lane's at $100 a box, and you can find that cheaper on, you know, the big three. But the Dunruss is out of stock as a seven, at $72 a box. So the, I was really surprised to see that. Now, as we're recording this, there's eight days to go, and National Treasures is coming out. And I, I wonder if that window is too tight between Prism dropping and National Treasures. And I... I don't know if this is going to get off topic real quick, but, you know, I saw the interview that Tim Trout did uh, with Eric on Beckett, and they talked about because of COVID, they had to use sticker autos. So I think they were pressed and said, okay, if we're going to go to the drivers with an autograph on card, is it going to be National Treasures or is it going to be Prism? So naturally, it's going to be National Treasures. So right. um, it, I don't know if I'm making my point, but, because I've seen people dig on Prism that it's on the sticker. But then I think also a caveat to that is the Prism I've seen where the auto isn't, you know, 100%. So we've talked about that as well. So I kind of digress. But uh, I just wonder if that Prism and National Treasures window is too tight or if that's because of – probably it's because of COVID. But, so let me – back up because you kind of said something and it kind of makes me it kind of struck a chord with me um, when you said that people just don't like the stickers. I'm 100% that person. I would much rather, if I'm going to spend $10 on a card with a sticker, I will gladly probably pay 15 for one that isn't or one that, you know, has a better look to it or, you know, whatever. Pay that extra premium. But to me, it's that thing of the stickers are here to stay, and it almost reminds me of when, and it's unfortunate, but when, you know, some of these smaller stores close, and then you're like, well, I don't like buying online, and I'd rather go into the store, which I'm also that person. I would much rather go into the store. I'm, you know, I'm the old guy for sure, but it's almost like it sucks, but it's kind of just the way it is, and we have to accept it and move on. And if I was going to pick, I'm total in a total agreement with you that, yeah, I would much rather have on-card and national treasures for whatever it is, 300 a box, versus 120 where really in the prism, you don't even have to have an autograph for it to be a really good card. 
Because a lot yeah, of the time, I think... it's the parallel. So if you're going to give me a sticker, yeah, throw it in Prism. I don't care. I would much rather pay more to get the better-looking stuff. No, I think you have a valid point. Prism is really the the silvers and the parallels. You know, the it's not the key factor you're collecting Prism. In National Treasures, you are collecting that the book, uh, the booklet, or whatever the you know the the really rare jumbo patch auto whatever. You're kind of collecting that signature piece of your collection, right? It, yeah, your your signature piece it, coming out of Prism is going to be your 101 or your low numbered Prism parallel. It's not going to be you know the the auto right. maybe. Now, the only thing um, I would say is I, w- I wish the stickers would be a little bit bigger than they are. You know, looking – I feel like having that sticker and Richard Petty trying to fit his amazing autograph in that little sticker, uh, it does it a disservice, you know. Yeah, I would totally agree with you because – and that's one thing that I've never heard or never clicked, at least for me, was for somebody to say, make a bigger sticker. I always hear people saying – make a bigger window. So like when they used to have, not the cutout cards, but almost like the cards were thicker and there was an autograph window and you could tell that they signed like a white something. And then the one I'm thinking of is like a Carmelo Anthony from Upper Deck where it was cut off years ago. And it's like either make that window bigger on the card or, you know, plan this out a little bit better that everybody's signature is going to be two by two, you know, or whatever, because these stickers that are essentially mailing labels are an inch thick. And I would, I would estimate at least 50% of the people, you know, are going to have some sort of loop in a J or a cursive H or something that's going to go off that sticker. And especially if you're doing it hundreds of thousands of times, you're going to mess some up. And I'm sure that there's a ton that, you know, they throw out that are bad or, you know, sheets to get messed up or whatever. But, yeah, I agree with you. Either a bigger sticker or a bigger window on a card, you know, take that extra time and almost national treasure it up, you know, make it to where, okay, it's a white card and the autograph fits, you know, or make the window bigger because this guy's autograph is bigger, like a Richard Petty or somebody. Yeah, if stickers are here to stay, let's make a bigger sticker. That way, Richard Petty and those guys that have really nice autographs, they can be displayed and that you're not losing. Because I have autographs where, you know, I'm missing loops because, you know, they took the sticker and put it on the card and it wasn't, you know, fully contained on the sticker. So, you know, that would be be nice. And – Tim mentioned, and everybody kind of already knows, that Dunruss is the sticker product. You're going to get sticker autos in, in Dunruss. You only get one auto a box, so two memorabilia if it stays like it has been the last so many years. So I may be the minority here, but I feel like depending on what I'm collecting, um, you know, and I collect a little bit of everything, so whether it's baseball, basketball, football, racing, the golf stuff that's coming soon, you know, or wrestling, I'm going to determine, or the sport is going to determine whether or not I want an autograph from the the person or if I want a relic because, you know, the racing and the wrestling, I'm thinking I want relics all day because there's unique stuff. I'll do autographs next. But with the baseball, basketball, football, to me, it's, you know, everybody says the napkin piece, but, you know, the white swatches and the, generic bat pieces, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's where I'll get my autograph. But the racing and the wrestling is kind of where I like the relics. And, um, you know, if they're going to stick with the stickers and two or the two relics in the Dawn Russ, I'm, I'm fine with that too. I like the Dawn Russ product. I'm just seeing some nice uh, relics come out of there. You know, anything uh, multiple color is really cool. You know, some racing, like it, it lends itself to that. Or even a tire piece. Now, when you get a part on the sidewall, where you get part of the Goodyear, you know, with the yellow and the blue and the, and the tire, there's nothing better than those pieces. They kind of stand up on their own, you know. So yeah, you get one of those. It's really cool. And then moving over to Cup. Now, the Barnesville race, 
for the cup final to, to, to select the final four was, was a nail biter all day. Uh, Truex, who was down in the bottom of the points, was leading the race, and that kind of throws everybody else around. And uh, Chase was in and out. At the end of the race, Chase was leading and started to pull away quite a bit, having a nice, comfortable lead. But Kevin Harvick and Ken, Brad Kozlowski were right there on the cut line, and they were talking if it's a tie you know, it was like plus or minus one point each way. If it was a tie or there was a three-way tie for for there for a little bit that Kevin Harvick would win, and he was one point uh, behind, and he tried to bump and uh, get Kyle Busch a little sideways so that he could pass him, but he ended up taking himself out and dropping out and not making the cut. So Chase Elliott won that race, uh, which secured his spot. Brad Keselowski, and then Denny Hamlin. Uh, what's interesting is that Kevin Harvick has won uh, nine races, I believe, this season, and uh, he's got a shot for 10, naturally, at Phoenix, which would tie him um, with some other great folks, too, have 10 wins and not, not win the championship. So uh, I was thinking about this last night. You know, you have somebody with all these wins, and, you know, in football you have – teams that have the best records and don't win the Super Bowl, right? So it's it's depressing. We're sad. And Kevin Harvick took it like the champ legend that he is and said that, you know, they had three races to try to get those points and they didn't do it. And so uh, nothing but major respect for Kevin Harvick. So I uh, hated to see it, but uh, <laughs> the, the guy is a um, future Hall of Famer and – just incredible. So, but with all that said, uh, Joey Logano uh, is in the running. Chase Elliott, Brad Kozlowski, and Denny Hamlin. Now, Joey Logano—they all set, so they all reset in points, or they get added points. So they all have five thousand points. So basically, whoever finishes the highest with the most points for the race wins the championship. So they all start with five thousand, and Joey Logano has won the championship in twenty eighteen. Uh, he's running with uh, Penske Ford. Chase Elliott is um, naturally Chevy Hendrick. Brad Keselowski is a 2012 champ uh, running Ford with Penske as well. So you got two teammates there with Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski. Danny Hamlin is naturally Joe Gibbs with Toyota. So last year, I believe, we had three Toyotas and Kevin Harvick uh, with – I'm going by – oh, yeah. Kyle Busch winning the championship after um, Martin Truex and Denny Hammond were able to secure their um, top finishes through, we've talked about it before, issues with putting on the wrong tires for uh, Truex and too much tape for Denny Hammond. So um, the lineup has been set for qualifying, um, or not for qualifying, for uh, start of the race, but it, the lineup was set by qualifying procedure based on race finish, points, positions, and fastest race. So Chase Elliott will start from the pole for the season finale 500 NASCAR Cup Series race at Phoenix. Second will be Joey Logano, followed by Brad Kozlowski, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Eric Amarola. So it is going to be very, very interesting to see um, what's going to happen. So I went back, just like I did for the experience, and looked at the 2018 and 2019 Phoenix races from, um, and how they finished. So back in 2018, you know, I was looking for Chase and the rest of the guys. So Kyle Busch won that race, followed by Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Larson, Eric Amarola, and Harvick. So that's kind of your top five. And I was looking kind of for Chase. So Chase was a stage one winner, uh, and then he was in the top, uh, was that sixth or seventh spot in stage two, and then fell off. Let's see how did – so in 2018, Hamlin, I guess – uh, Brad came in second, and Hamlin came in 13th. But in 2019, last year, Danny Hamlin won that race. So, um, you know, Ham- Hamlin's done 
very well this year with wins. And then uh, also another side note, 39th spate was 39th last year was Chase Elliott who crashed out. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. Again, uh, stage one, Hamlin won that, but second place was uh, Chase Elliott. And then on stage two was Logano, Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. So uh, I don't see any clear advantage for anybody. So it is going to be it's going to be an interesting race. I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to be awesome. So, uh, and we've talked about cards before. So, uh, Joey Logano in 2008, um, but his first base cards aren't until 2009. Uh, he's got 25 wins total all time, and he's number and he's 33rd on all time list. Chase Elliott. Uh, we talked about his stuff before. 1997, he's on that card at, from past, past as a baby. And then he's got the 2011 element. And then um, uh, that's when he's really young as well. But uh, 2014 is kind of when he started in uh, having cards regularly. And then he's got 10 wins all time, and he's 61st all time on cup wins. Brad Keselowski, the 2012 champ. Um, he's got cards in 2008. He's got 34 wins all time. He's 24th all time in wins. Denny Hamlin, we've talked about before as well. He's got cards in 2005. He's got 44 wins and he's 19th all time. So, you know, you're looking at these guys, uh, 19th all time, 24th all time, 33rd all time, and then Chase, you know, is kind of the young guy. Denny Hamlin does not have a championship, as I've, I've said. You know, he, he's no, he's got a lot of experience. So I wonder if Chase is at a disadvantage by experience, but we will see. So it's any one of these guys can win. So anything can happen. It's going to be very exciting. And, you know, looking at card values, I think Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski and Denny Hamlin, they're in that, I could be wrong, but I think they're, you know, base cards are cheap, probably less than $10. Uh, autographs, if you're a rookie autograph person, um, I think they're probably in, the, in their $20, $30 range maybe. It's kind of interesting. A lot, I know Joey's won, but now how he is, he's not like a fan favorite. Chase Elliott's won the most popular driver, I think, numerous years. There was some kind of stat where the last 20 or 30 years, the last name has either been Earnhardt or Elliott for the most popular driver. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking on not surprising. <laughs> so, I, you know, he seems like he's starting to come into his own. He, he, and, you know, Chase is kind of a, I don't know, kind of up and coming that future. We have all these guys like Briscoe and all these other guys coming up and uh, Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick and Cole Custer. Um, and then leading in front of that, you know, is Chase Haley. And then you have these, these um, Hall of Famers like, you know, Brad and these guys, not that they're by no means done racing, but, you know, they're kind of at the, at the, you know, last third of their career, I guess you would say, that's safe. You know, and you got the GOAT there, Jimmy Johnson retiring this year. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of like when Earnhardt or Jeff Gordon, they were winning so much, everybody hated them. But it took a while for them either to not win or some time under their on the you know to pass, and that you realize how amazing they were. So I still think Jimmy Johnson is a good deal. You know, if you're picky, you can probably find this stuff cheap. You know, less than ten dollars for base cards and under a hundred for rookie autos. Uh, you know, with Harvick as well. We've talked about him before. All these guys. It's kind of embarrassing how cheap they are. You know, if you're you kind of look around, you know, eBay or check my cards. Let's see what Chase is at. Yeah, his, his base rookies are seven forty nine on check my cards out of the element. And actually, I've opened opened a few boxes of that recently. I have to post that video. I don't know if I had talked about that before, but. I didn't get any autos out of those boxes. I got the black number 35 in that silver foil hobby box pack. But I did get like one or two of the Chase Elliott base rookies per box, which I thought was great because I think that box was 40 or $50. And you get 
an auto or two and then memorabilia. So, um, yeah, that's a good price for sure. Yeah, it, and it's a fun, it's a fun break. It's got that old thick stock, and I don't, I don't think it has any gloss. It's a good good card to get autographed. Um, and I think we talked about it before that, and I have to double check, but and you might want to check, but I believe that Chase Elliott signs through the mail, but you have to send it to the Dawsonville address. You don't want to send it to Hendrick Motorsports. They get inundated with fan requests, and it would take a long time to get back. But uh, I've heard of successes, and I know I've had success in the past. I don't remember how long ago it was, but um, that's something to um, consider if you want to do through the mail. So I had sent some of those uh, elements. Now, I wouldn't send a ton of them. I would send one or two with a nice letter and um, and see. Uh, and then we talked about that, that they have that 1997 press pass base out there. <laughs> they want $130 for it. Uh, that's the one with him in the ba- as a baby. Uh, some people prospecting. You can definitely find that card cheaper. And then in 2016 is his first prism. Man, people have gone a little nuts with that, too. They want $40 for those base prisms I'm not, not base I'm sorry the silver prism the base is eight and a quarter so see to me uh, I'm thinking you know if he wins Sunday you know does it go to 16 and 75 I guess that's my first thought because to me it's a lot easier to flip and increase the price on an $8 card than it is an $80 card oh definitely and yeah, it makes um, me think, yeah. will somebody buy up, not somebody, you know, one person, but, like, will people kind of be waiting for the race and then, okay, I want, I'm going to go buy all these Chase Briscoes and, you know, say there's 10 of them on checking my cards for $8. I don't know what there is. But even if that person buys all 10, marks them up to 12, then you're like, well, you know, crap, I missed the boat. Now it's an extra 4 bucks. Not that it's you know, big money we're talking, but, you know, that's how it happens, and then it rises, rising, keeps going. Yeah, I always see some of these prices, and I pick them up on eBay, and I always have the best intention to send them, check my cards, because to help. It's like, you know, if somebody's got one out there for 50, well, I'll go send, put one out there for 20, you know, if, if it only cost me... Um, you know, a, right. a few dollars to get, and then even with check my cards, um, with them increasing their price, whatever it was, it, it's um, 35 cents for the current year, 50 cents for a three-week for the old, and a dollar for, I think, for one-week service, a dollar card, minimum of five hours. So, like I said, I got my little sticky note here because I've been – so trying to acquire some stuff out to send. And that's another thing, too, folks, that, you know, not only buy the check of my cards, but also sell. So now you should be thinking about February and getting those cards and, and out there for the start of the season, which, you know, is a few months away. But, you know, how uh, with the holidays coming in, uh, getting it together, packing it, shipping it, and then letting, um, you know, if you want to do that, 50 cents, that's three weeks. So over here on the NASCAR radio, we're always trying to help not only buy but sell as well. So, um, Right. And honestly, you, if you're looking three-week processing, by the time you get it ready, sent, opened, and then they start processing, you're looking at four to five. So, you know, definitely even if yeah. you're doing the three-week, you got to get moving. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, I guess in a couple of weeks we'll ring the bell and let everybody know they need to be start sending their stuff off. So, but I'm looking over here at Brad Keselowski in 2008, you know, $5 a chrome or seven seventy five. Still, you know, he again, he's won a championship. So, you know, the, Joey Logano and Brad have an opportunity to be two-time champ winners. Um, like I said, we're talking about with Chase and Denny, you know, Denny getting that, that championship. That's the only thing I think – in his resume, he doesn't have. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer guaranteed right now, but that is only you know another feather in, in the cap. So let me look at Denny. I think Denny's stuff is cheap as well. 
then he has, you know, other, not only is he, you know, this Hall of Fame driver, but now he's going to be part owner of that team. So, you know, there's no telling. It's kind of like with Clint Boyer. So Clint Boyer's going to the booth next year. You know, when you see somebody or hear them and you get to know their personality, you know, Clint, I want to tell you, if there was any driver I could have a party with <laughs> or I can invite to a party, it would be Clint Boyer. He seems like he's down to earth and, you know, give him a beer or two and, and he's he's all set. So, But uh, back to Denny. So Denny's stuff, uh, it was a press pass optimist, $2 a piece. And, you know, and we'll say that's a no boundaries insert, $1.92. Uh, what's that? That's a American Thunder, two twenty five. So, again, these rookies are less than $3. A lot of value, I think, with, with some of this stuff. So I was looking at, it, like, I don't know, I was on Twitter, and everybody's going after Guerrero stuff, um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he lost all that weight or whatever, so everybody's racing now to to buy his stuff. And you know, it's what twenty, thirty dollars and stuff. And you got like the totally different Ford. I get it, but you can pick stuff up of these guys for nothing. So to collect or or hold and flip. Right. Speaking of, I think I uh, just switched gears. Uh, eBay listing that I saw that kind of, I did a double take. There's a 1972 STP Richard Petty out there. Uh, last week we, on the show, I reran our segment that we had done on the 1972 STP uh, first set of NASCAR you must know cards. The uh, I do not. That's funny. So that feedback is 43. You ran that show. Give him some publicity on that card. Oh. <laughs> no, um, they've actually got, um, you know, I always like to look at what other stuff they got. They got an autograph, Mark McGuire. It's not certified. Shaquille O'Neal, Gold Rookie, Montana, two, a couple of Montanas, a 91 Brett Favre. So does it seem like a legitimate auction? What do you think it'll yeah. end at? What's the condition and all that? So condition-wise, you know, it's got some corner. It's not graded. And I can see the corners. I can see the white on the corners. Now, whenever whenever I see a Richard Petty 72 SDP, I'm thinking, when can I see Richard Petty again and get him to autograph it? <laughs> Right. Uh, this is a great candidate to be autographed. Uh, top right, and there's like a little bit of edge wear, I think it is. So, you know, I don't know, six, seven, maybe, maybe five. It's it's a nice looking card, definitely. It, but it's not a you know nine or ten by no means. So, uh, now where it ends. Anybody's guess because they do not come up quite a bit. They're not, you know, they're not as readily avail- readily available like other cards. So I'm going to keep a track. I'm going to keep track on it. It's got three days to go, but I'm figuring two fifty maybe. Again, you know, if you got it and you got it signed and maybe authenticated, you can double that or triple that. So it's not graded, and you think it's maybe a five, six grade. What do you yeah, think? It would, and you're saying maybe two fifty. What do you think it would go for if it was actually graded a five or a six? Do you think that would add, you know, a fifty or hundred dollar premium or more? Or? I'm not sure because there's not a lot of us on the seventy two STP graded set. Um, I've got one out there, but I've been cannibalizing it to say I've been breaking cards out and getting them signed. Um, I'm actually, I told you before I was working on a sign set. My thought process was, I think I had a petty, maybe a five or six, you know, something like this. And I was like, well, uh, I can find another petty, but to 
you know, to be in the same place as Richard Petty to be able to and have that card with me to get it signed or a, you know, Bobby Allison or whatever, I can always find or always try to find another one, right? As opposed to trying to find another one signed. So, but to your point, um, there's not a lot out there and I don't know. I think if it was definitely graded higher, it would, it would go, you could actually do very well. Uh, high eight or nine. I think the highest is a nine PSA. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. I mentioned it in the podcast as well, is that there is a yellow halo or yellow image to the side of his head. Um, actually, now that I'm looking at it, there's I can't tell if there's something wrong with the image or not. Over his shoulder, it looks like there's like some kind of circle and some kind of line. I can't tell. It's not he has he holds it at an angle and it's not there. So and it's not on that picture. So I guess it's fine then. But anyway, so I think um, if it was a high grade, you could get uh, quite a bit of money. I think a nine. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it Fred Lorenzen? One of them went for a thousand or two thousand dollars, and it was not a nine. It was like a seven or eight. It was one of the harder ones to find. So uh, when it comes to NASCAR and high grades, it's kind of whoever's looking at it at that time. You know, if you have it as an auction, not a buy it now. Because I've seen stuff go high, and then I've seen stuff go low just because not everybody's looking for it at that time, right? You know, everybody's looking for 2020 Prism. And so if you put a 2020 Prism out there, as an auction, you probably do very well. But if you put a 2018 prism, you you know you might not get the same number of eyes, right? Yeah. But I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. I'll probably put a bit on it, maybe at 150 or something. So that was exciting to see. Oh, speaking of uh, prism, so uh, you said that you found a, a box of prism out in the wild. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned it earlier um, that I kind of just happened into it. Um, and we've talked before that, you know, I do go on the vendor days, Friday morning, you know, get there and buy cards and whatever. Well, the store that I go to, uh, the Walmart location that's closest to me, has recently put a limit on things, and I've noticed, and it's two per person, two of whatever. So two total items, not two per type of item or type of product. And I've noticed oh, wow. that nobody ever picks the racing, which is good because then, you know, you can always go back. Uh, but the one that I found was actually at another store, um, and they actually had this, and they still had the 19 Victory Lane that you were talking about uh, earlier. So anyways, I did buy the one blaster that I found. Um, was very happy with it, and also a little disappointed on a couple things. And it it's that thing of where I pulled a decent card, at least in my opinion, and then kind of got checked back into reality that it's racing cards and the value is not uh, not value but let's say the selling price is not there like it is for baseball basketball football um kind of had that gut check you know but um i still was happy with the cards that i pulled um there's one thing that i think is a little confusing and i don't know if you want to go ahead and start talking about it now uh but you know sure so the rundown of the the retail blaster is twenty dollars, you know, nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine or whatever. Six packs, four cards per pack, and then the bonus three card pack. So the slight issue that I had was on the box it says bonus three card pack featuring blue and Carolina blue hyper prism parallels. So you open your pack, and it's, you know, the separate white pack and everything else is the normal wrapper. So I got my three cards, and 
I don't know. To me, when it says blue and Carolina blue, I thought it was two different cards, not cards that feature both colors, like an alternating. Um, so it was a little weird, and I think it's something that's easily missable. And I don't know. I don't imagine there's any difference in the rarity. Uh, but I'm looking at the three that I pulled, you know, a Justin Haley, a Ryan Newman, and a Joey Logano uh, powertrain car card, um, number 83. It's weird. It's hard to tell because, say, on the Justin Haley where the card, there are breaks in the design, it's blue, but then there's some green. And then on the Ryan Newman, it's blue with Carolina blue. So it's really confusing as to, I think if you were buying them in the wild, I think it's easy to miss. Um, and that's kind of always been my opinion and gripe with Prism is some of the colors are so close together. Almost what's the point? And then also, you know, as a collector, very easy to overlook. Um, and then... So you can kind of tell the difference between those two driver cards because the breaks in the card are noticeable. But with the powertrain car card for Logano, I'm not sure if it's the blue with the green or if it's the blue with the Carolina blue. So that's, you know, my little bit of contention with the box. Everything else was great. Um, three, no, excuse me, two inserts. Um, a numbers and then a fireworks insert one regular silver prism which also was Justin Haley so I got a Justin Haley box and then the card that I was really happy about was a Ryan Newman stained glass rainbow prism which was out of 24 uh, was really happy about it really cool cars not my driver I would much rather have a Ryan Blaney but um, I was like, sweet, this is out of 24, you know, I'll maybe get my money back on the box, and that was my gut check of it sells for like two bucks on eBay. So, uh, from a seller standpoint, pretty disappointing. From a buyer standpoint, that's pretty awesome, because how many times can you get a card out of 24 for, you know, a dollar, two dollars, plus some shipping. So, overall, for 20 bucks, not disappointed whatsoever, but just some just some minor things that were a little confusing. So when you were um, talking about that, I, I opened 2018 Prison Blaster. I didn't open 2019 Prison Blaster. So I went back and looked. The 2018 and 2019, you got a camo parallel pre-card pack, and those were a lot easier to tell the difference than a regular Prism. But I think... With this 2020 prism, uh, and I took went off eBay and looked up some Carolina blues, and you know it's a lot of blue, it's a lot of blue. But when I opened my hobby box, I found the same kind of thing. I was like, there's like way you know the reds I could figure out pretty easily, but some of those other colors were really tough. And you know if you're a set collector and I'm trying to collect all of you know. If it's not all red or all green, uh, it's going to be tough to try to, you know. So in 2018, I was working on the 2018 camo prism set. That was a lot easier or green or blue. You know, they're pretty much solid. But, you know, with all these multiple colors, I, as a set collector, I, I don't know if I'd even try to attempt anything other than like a red or a blue where it was really easy, distinguishable, Um you know, unless you open up a lot of those those three card silver packs, you know, to make sure that you're getting those blues, you know, they'd be tough. But I guess if you're a driver select driver collector, you know, you would have your list or cards in front of you to be able to check when you're on like eBay or something. So it's you know visual. Um, but I don't know if I was on like Sport Lots if I would maybe trust the right Yeah, because there's no pictures. That would be brutal. You know, and it's one yeah, thing so that you see a lot of with when Prism releases every year for whatever sport, you know, you want to mention, 
there's always people, what card is this? <laughs> Help me identify what parallel is this, you know, because there are, for one, there are so many, you know, I think we talked before, like, 13 or 17 color parallels, and, you know, God help the driver collectors on something like that. But, you know, like we're saying, either change the colors to make it more noticeable, or I would even argue change the name. Because with the box where it says blue and Carolina blue, I don't know if that's one card or if that's, or excuse me, one prism type or if that's two prism types and they're mixed in, you know, where with the camo you were three camo, I know it's camo, I know it's multicolor, but they're all camo. So with this one, it's a little confusing, you know, and, you know, it's almost like the quality control is not there, and it's like one person is making the names and nobody's double-checking it to say, hey, this might be a little confusing to this portion of collectors. Can we name it, you know, just just blue or, you know, hyper blue or something to where there's not, the, the confusion. Yeah, it so always I was, to be where it's the multicolor stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at um, the checklist for the parallel cards, and I, you know, I think if it's numbered, you're safe because um, the green, uh, purple, you know, they're out of 99, 77 out of 50, Carolina blue cracked ice out of 25, rainbow out of 24, gold. But you go back to silver. Then there's a blue. There's a blue and Carolina blue. Hold on. I'm glad Silver, you said that blue, because that, blue, was Carolina. How I, that was actually how I found out what my uh, stained glass Ryan Newman was because it had that serial number out of 24, so I right away knew what it was. Yeah, so that, that's Carolina blue cracked ice. But then I was saying there was a, so a blue and a blue and Carolina blue hyper, a green and yellow hyper, a red, a red and blue hyper. That's where I guess I'm getting confused is when I got blue and then blue, red and blue hyper. When I opened my hobby box, that's kind of where I was getting um, confused because I would see the blue and I was like, whoa, oh, this is blue. But, you know, you have these little red bands in there and and – you know, it, it is not solid. You know, I, as a NASCAR collector and doing Prism, this is the first time we, I've had to kind of do or trying to distinguish some of those kind of colors. So, again, this is the first time before 19 and 18. It was just that camo, uh, which was a lot easier, I guess, to do. So I'm wondering if they need to do something like what Thompson just put on the back, right? Put either some initials or something that, if it's not numbered, it's, you, you know, you kind of know. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's I, I need no, to spend more time with right. or You're right because I'm going to say that we're both right because I thought the same thing a couple minutes ago, but I didn't want to start a whole new discussion. But <laughs> My thought was, if you're going to put Prism on the card, tell the person that, yeah, it's a Prism of some sort, why not either go ahead and put the type that it is, you know, the Hyper, you know, Camo or whatever, or change the numbering. But then I know people would say, well, then it's an insert, not a parallel, so that's why I didn't bring that up. But something, you know, like Topps does all those different serial number looking codes on the bottom of their cards, and that helps tremendously. Um, you know, or even make a photo gallery. Take every parallel of you know, whatever driver, even if it's the Grey Golding card, one that would advertise your driver, but take every parallel of Grey Golding and make the uh, photo gallery for the variations and say, here's this, 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 and this. Some sort of help because we are not the only ones with this issue. I mean, I see it all the time. So uh, 
computer. I'm to do that on my website. Now, somebody's got to figure something out. I'm, that might be a good little project um, for me to do and put that on uh, one of my websites to help kind of you know clarify that a little bit more. So um, I know we've been talking quite a bit, but I, I, I've got one other one here quick, and it's not a card related, but I believe uh, the loyal listeners are going to love it. Uh, I stumbled across the website is theracingwarehouse.com. They sell race shoe sheet metal, team racing crew shirts and apparel, racing suits and safety gear, team issued hats. I'll let you pause the podcast and let you pull it up here. So it's the racingwarehouse.com. I mean, Jason, we'll wait while you check it out. Okay. Now that you have the racingwarehouse.com up, I ran into this website. It was, I just couldn't believe it. It was just so awesome. Um, you know, the racing warehouse, their little about them was that they were, it was kind of born out of their love for auto racing. Uh, they grew up in Bristol, Tennessee, and um, Bristol, Virginia, Tennessee, that area. They've been a used race fan. They moved to North Carolina in 99. Um, they wanted to collect pieces or two of sheet metal for their garage, and they opened up the Racing Warehouse website. Um, I've ordered from them before, and I will be ordering from them in the future. But just to give you an idea, if you go out to, like, race used sheet metal, Jason, I don't know if you have the site up or not, but uh, you can get a windshield from a Cup Series driver for $175. Uh, if your man room or woman room needs uh, decoration, and say you're a Ricky Stenhouse fan, you can get a rear windshield for 120 bucks. They have front nose cones. They have hoods, fiberglass uh, hoods, Hendrick Motorsports. This is Alex Bowman's Valvoline carbon fiber hood from Hendrick Motorsports, 875 Now, I know that's a lot of money, but you're getting a you know race-used hood. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, the FedEx quarter panel from the rear, 250. Uh, the, you know, we talked about before how awesome the sheet metal uh, cards are, relics. <laughs> you can have your own really big relic. Uh, they have door panels, autograph, Joe Nemechek, William Byron. They're like 450 and 300. It, it's just they have pages and pages of stuff, and uh, Jerry Clements, uh, Drew Dollar, their nose cones from their car, 250 bucks. I've actually seen, I don't know if it was John Hunter Niemicek or one of the other truck guys or a car, he had the nose cone in front of a table, and then he had his trophies on it, so I thought that was really cool. And so they have pages and pages of sheet metal and team racing apparel, they have it by sizes and uh, like Corey LaJoy, his Go Fast crew shirt from Darlington, extra large, 50 bucks. I didn't think that was too expensive when you figure out how much uh, like a Nike or whatever jersey goes for. So Ken Schrader, two-piece crew uniform, extra large from AC Delco with the pants, $75. Uh, so it's not uh, and, you know, they're getting them through either the crews that are selling their extra stuff or they have maybe a deal with. Um, so each team, they have sheet metal and some other stuff. Some of them donate it to charities or, or for charity events to um, for money to go to the charity or uh, the crew maybe might sell some of their stuff. So, uh, Matt DiBenedetto, Monster Cup team issued crew shirt, large, sixty bucks, and that is what is the name of that? Dumont Jets. It's they're really cool. So the old jerseys or the old crews actually had all these patches sewn onto them, but now they are uh, screened on, but they're really uh, very colorful to to wear. So uh, they have. Like this one here, Petty Motorsports, team-issued ladies' Under Armour rain jacket, 2XL, $85. So, I mean, 
Uh, what's a brand new? It's actually got tags still on it. What's a new raincoat cost you? Like about eighty-five dollars. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, Under Armour. I mean, it's not whatever. So uh, you can get a piece of um, your favorite team. Uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports team issued crew shirt, extra large, seventy-five dollars. Got the big Toyota on it. So, uh, so sheet metal shirts and racing suits and safety gear. Um, Shoes, uh, for all the, the, I guess all the sneaker heads, you can get a New Balance pit shoes, new in box, size 12, 125. I saw, let's see, what is this? Uh, race used fire suit, racing suit. Uh, they got all the measurements. Uh, looks like C42, waist 32, legs 29 for $200. So you're getting Let me you know, add real, something here. Yeah. So I'm looking and I was looking at the the race used uh materials. I actually have some stuff pretty cheap. Um I saw the cheapest item was thirty dollars and now I don't have it on the screen. Uh but it was something smaller but you know, size of a piece of paper and I can't remember what it was. But anyways, I pulled up um a quarter panel and I added it to my cart because the quarter panel is hundred and seventy five. It's a tile strickler. Uh, modified quarter panel, so it's a decent sized piece of metal. And my thought was, okay, let's see what the shipping is going to be. $175 item, bigger piece of metal, and I thought, okay, here's probably another 50 bucks or you know whatever. Pleasantly surprised that shipping was free. Yes, I so thank you I don't for bringing know that up. That's for everything, or if it's just for certain items, I don't. I'm not, you know, promoting the website. I just kind of happened to see, and I wanted to test it out myself and kind of got lucky. So uh, I don't know what their shipping policy and rates are, but, you know, at least for this big piece, it was free. So that was pretty nice. Yeah, I had purchased um, a smaller piece of sheet metal, and shipping was free. Because uh, to your point, I was like, well, you know, what what's gonna, what is going to cost me? So, um, uh, yeah, but I was – pleasantly surprised. I was looking for the Sunoco race cans. They actually had a few Sunoco, you know, the big orange that they use to fill up the car. They had a few for sale. I don't see them out there or uh, I'm in the wrong spot, but um, I I thought the prices were reasonable. Um, Yeah, I granted it's not cards, but I thought this was something that our listeners would like to check out and if, you know, uh, if they're you know, if their favorite driver is in here and, and they're able to find a piece or, or something for their uh, trophy room or whatever, that, um, you know, we could help. And then there's, if you go in the hat, so when a driver wins, there's a hat guy, and all the teams have them. They're responsible. So if the team wins, they, all the the whole crew and the driver, they all get into victory lane with the car and the trophy, and they give out all the hats. And they'll take a picture, and they'll take all the hats off and throw them, you know, to the side. Then put on another hat, take a picture for all the, you know, all the sponsors. I didn't know if you knew that, Jason, but um, so the, the they have these uh, have these uh, hats from victory lane and, and some other stuff. So. Toyota hey, to me, that's race used. If it's two seconds, that's what they do with the – what I heard that they do with the Panini shoots. If it's a worn jersey, it can be on for two seconds and it still counts. Uh, actually, you're right. So, um, yeah, the, all all those get used and, uh, like I said, discarded to the side. And so all those sponsors get, you know, uh, team photos, I would assume. So, But um, it, it's uh, – it's a really cool site if you haven't checked it out, and um, hopefully, you know, uh, like I said, we're not necessarily endorsing them and they're not a sponsor or nothing, but uh, I saw it, and I thought it was really cool. You know, I've got a hood from Dave Blaney and Amico Hood and, and stuff, and the side of the passenger side of the car from – it's got some brickyard stripes in it, marks in it, so uh, – you know, it's really cool, colorful, and, and always a great conversation piece. So um, if you go out there and look, like I said, that 
you look at the side panels and, and some of the stuff or the uh, contingency panels where it's got um, all those stickers on the side, you know, in front past the front wheel well, uh, all those stickers need to be on there in a certain order, I believe, and, you know, all dictated from NASCAR. So they have some of those panels out there that are really cool with, with all those different stickers and, and your main sponsors and, and stuff like that. So, But I guess we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for um, listening to the show today. Hope you, you got something out of it, and we brought some good topics up. Um, Jason, any final words or uh, nothing? I'm sure, next week or the next show will uh, definitely be a a bigger one. We'll have some news on on some winners and uh, maybe some more prism information. So this should be a good show next week as well. Yeah, I want to pick back up and go over some of the oldest sets, look at drivers that are moving up to Cup, and we'll talk about the winners. You know, the upcoming season, there's a lot going on. A lot of the drivers have made their um, their plans for 2021, and we'll talk about, you know, the possibility of if you're going to send stuff and then check out my cards maybe or get stuff graded you know, some of those windows. So, but uh, thanks again for listening, Jason. Thank you. And uh, everybody, please uh, like and share the podcast. Uh, leave any feedback. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, may all your retail shelves be full.